<laughs> hey, good girls. Welcome to Between the Sheets, a podcast about books, sex, relationships, and occasionally our messy personal lives. I'm your host, Kels. And I'm your host, Denise. So grab a drink and get in bed, you dirty little sluts. Hey everyone, welcome back. Thank you so much for the reviews on Apple and Spotify. It has been an amazing week for us since our new intro launch and our Lark episode drop. I loved all the responses that we got for the new intro. The people either relating to the praise or degradation, you know. We listened to that intro, I would say, way too often. How are you this week? I was meant to go to a comedy show this week. That didn't happen because last time I went there, I got COVID. So <laughs> we decided to go against it this week. But I am rereading Book Lovers by Emily Henry, which I'm enjoying a lot. I relate to the main character there. I love a short-haired girl representation. Is that book out yet or does that come Yeah, out? it's out. It came out this week. And that's the same author that wrote Beach, Beach Read. Read. And People We Meet on Vacation, which I hate. But Beach Read was nice and Book Lovers is really good too. I love liked Beach Read. It was like a fun, I think I read it in like a day. It was just a nice Beach Read. How is your week going? On Friday, we got a tornado warning, which is weird because at least to my knowledge, there's not tornadoes here. Me and my husband hadn't seen each other all week. So we're like, let's still go on a date. And we go out and there's like nobody at restaurants. Everybody got the clue. Like maybe we should stay at home. That's nice though. It feels so like, it's like private dining. Exactly. (laughs) I was like, it's Friday, but it feels like a Tuesday. And then it was hot out. So it was like 80 degrees out. We decided that we're gonna go sit outside we literally like there's no tornado and then this huge gust of wind comes and blows all of our food away (laughs) like all of it all the fries are on the ground at this point that's nice I think we got some of your rain in the city because yesterday I woke up and I was like I'm determined to run some errands today and I unhauled a bunch of books but I brought the books to the library and my tote bags were filled with water oh no and I was like while the librarian was like I guess doing something else at the desk I was like quickly put the put the wet ones at the bottom so I hope they don't hate me for the fact that I've ruined a bunch of them if you dry them out they're usually not that bad what are you drinking this morning I have a espresso and a splash of oat milk in front of me that I had to make myself today which is not nearly as good as when my boyfriend makes it for me I realized I had a manic episode in which I decided to get a dog so I have not adopted said dog yet but we did find a dog that we like I have to give them a call and see if the dog is willing to come home with us. I am so shocked how hard it is to (laughs) adopt a dog in the city. I would think that there was a ton of stray dogs, but I guess, and nobody would want a dog because they live in apartments. I'm pretty shocked. There are a lot of strays, but the problem is one, I have an allergy at home, so we have to get a specific type of dog, which are usually in high demand if you're adopting. And two, the actual adoption application is so insane in the city. It's like you need four personal references no one can be a family member they have to do three house checks so they do a virtual house check they come on site and then they come on site with the dog it's just a lot and I have like a very good situation for having a dog like my partner works from home all day like there's someone here all the time and we've gotten denied a bunch of times I don't or it's not denied we've just not never gotten a response we've been ghosted so they haven't even made it to the virtual apartment yeah no you could just send them your TikToks you're like look I have a place you're like this dog might be TikTok famous so exactly who's losing out here really (laughs) I'm also drinking two shots of espresso and Mm. some oat milk I'm We're, drinking we drink warm. the same coffee. Mine is disgustingly lukewarm. 
you're not using your ember today it's at work only denise and i realized that we're going to be friends because we use this mug it's like a self-heating mug called ember this, this is not sponsored. podcast is not sponsored not sponsored yet. but she took a picture one day and i was like we literally have the same mug and sometimes when it heats up it like the milk film is on top it's very gross yeah but, but we love to send each other our milk film <laughs> to us that's like a productive day <laughs> you're like look at us i was so busy i didn't have time to drink my coffee literally so i hope you are all ready for this morning's coffee chat i hope your drinks whether your tea your coffee your green drink your water your morning after drink we are going to be talking about virginity today pop that cherry fish we asked you guys on our instagram kd between the sheets what you guys wanted to know about virginity or misconceptions of virginity or how it's portrayed in books and so we're gonna answer some questions from you yes and some of these questions will be tmi so strap in and get ready for some weirdly gross details exactly what we like here on the podcast (laughs) all right so first question from you guys is how do you actually know when you're ready to lose your virginity and we're gonna intertwine our personal experiences in between this because i think everybody's so unique that it's -hmm. hard to know when you're actually ready but I think we have some guidelines that you can follow that we would have wanted to follow or that we did follow there are some I would say simple guidelines to knowing if you are physically and emotionally ready to have sex and these are just some basic like maturity guidelines one have you ever seen your own vagina and I I'm talking seriously here like have you grabbed a mirror and looked at what's going on down there because if you're gonna let someone go into it you better know what it looks like and on top of that you should know what feels good I would implore that you have your own exploration and and finding of pleasure points before you let someone else down there because it's going to be really hard to direct them if you don't even know what you're looking for. Exactly. I feel like handing over that much power to somebody and having them tell you what you should like is way too much for a first time. And we're not saying your first virginity time is going to be this like bombastic orgasm filled experience but you should at least know what makes you feel a little a little good a little happy afterwards. Exactly. You wouldn't go into a job without, you know, reading the requirements. Exactly. I would say number two, it's very important to not be uncomfortable with sex protection and sex ed. So be sure you can buy condoms. Be sure you can say the word vagina and penis and sex comfortably. And three kind of goes along with this is you should be able to advocate for yourself to use protection. They don't say, oh, it, it doesn't feel good. Okay then you're not going to have sex with me, right? Your first time should always be with a condom. Always. One, it might get a little messy. You want to make sure that like, you know, that mess is contained in a safe, nice, comfortable way. And never trust a guy that you don't know to... Do not trust men. (laughs) (laughs) That is the main lesson here. (laughs) You don't know them in that capacity until it happens. So the first time you have sex with someone, you don't know them because you don't know what they're going to do. You don't know how they're going to react. Exactly. You don't even know what they like. Use this time to... And most of the time, if they're also a virgin, they don't know what they like either. They probably have like a 
really misconstrued conception of what virginity and sex is through porn and you might as well and so it's important to kind of have the both of you be comfortable in your own bodies and know have even like the smallest sense of what you like but back to the safe sex practice be safe a guy can always fit into a condom that is a massive lie if he says he can't get it on no such thing There's multiple different sizes. And then I would say another great practice would be to make sure that you have a little bit of foreplay beforehand. Do not let anyone enter you if you are dry as a bone. Unless it's some hormonal problem, then go get lube and you can lube it up. Don't feel bad if you're not getting wet or aroused. A lot of birth controls can cause you dryness. So, Mm -hmm. but you should at least want to do it. Yes, yes. That's mostly what I'm saying is make sure that your body and your mental and emotional emotional state are ready for what is about to happen which is someone entering your body did you feel like you were ready yes I did feel like I was ready I was with my first long-term partner we were both virgins and I felt like it was something that like I was prepared to do did you feel ready your first time I felt ready in hindsight I don't know if I was ready but I felt ready Mm. that's the most important thing though looking back on it you might feel a certain way about it but as long as you were in the moment saying like yes this is what I want to do yeah, I consent. Then, then it's good. Yeah, exactly. Consent, people, is very consent. important. And just because you consented one day doesn't mean that you need to consent the next day. And just because you consented when it started does not mean you have to keep consenting after it started. You can say no. You can say this hurts. You can say stop and they better stop. And if they don't, that is assault. So that is assault. Don't put yourself in a situation where they say, babe, just just let me finish. No, 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 never. We are not okay with this. How long should it last? I feel like this question would be answered differently by everybody. I think so, too. My first time, probably it was two minutes, three minutes, five yeah, minutes. Same. I would say keep your expectations low. It is not meant to be an hour long thing. Once you get to know the person and their bodies, it can build into a longer thing. But I think in the beginning, it's just like the excitement of everything. Yeah. Absolutely. And how long should it last? I feel like sex is always portrayed as sex is done when the guy finishes. Porn is portrayed like that. A lot of books have that portrayal. He can finish. And if you still want to finish, then just say that and he can do other things to help you. Just because he's not hard anymore doesn't mean sex is over. If you're both virgins or if he's just not that experienced, this is where the part of knowing your own self-pleasure comes in. Don't feel weird if he's like an assistant to you while you're getting off when he's done. Like, do not feel weird if you're flicking your bean and he just has like a finger in the game. You know what I mean? It's okay because you should get off too. And I don't feel like being uncomfortable when that happens is something that should make you feel embarrassed or ashamed. No, and if anything, the partners that I've had have found that hot after, you know, yeah, they're not going to be like, really hot. stop touching yourself, you know? <laughs> if they do it's um, so weird that's weird what are expectations for being good at the first time or your hundredth time i think that it means something different to everyone Mm -hmm. but i have to say i don't think you can be bad in bed necessarily i think you just could not care about communicating to your partner or you're only caring about your pleasure which Honestly, it's not a bad thing. If you're a woman, if you're a man, I hate you, but... Yeah, I agree with that. I was going to say, if you're a woman, be selfish. If you're a man, don't be be selfish. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But I don't think you can do anything wrong. 
But if something doesn't feel good, stop doing it and move on to something else. You should look at sex as you would look at traveling somewhere the first time. Look at it as like something that you will explore and might not get right all the time. But at the end of the day, it should be a rewarding experience. So even if there is like points of failure of like certain moves not working or certain things hurting or certain you know, parts of the experience that feel a little weird. Like, that's okay. Just keep going. You'll find you'll find something good and you'll just keep doing that. Don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah, seriously. It's like, it's no big deal. Everyone does it. If something bad happens, I start laughing. And I just, yeah. it, you just, you just kind of have to roll with the punch. I, I think you have to time the laughs right. <laughs> so you have to make sure that they don't feel like you're laughing at them but you're laughing yeah. at the situation. And if you t- yeah. just take yourself less seriously, then you're going to have more fun because you're going to be less in your head about, am I looking good in a certain way? Does this feel good for them? Focus I on agree. Yourself I've laughed every time I've had sex because <laughs> I just have fun. It's fun. It's like silly. And I don't know. <laughs> there's awkward parts. If you there's awkward parts. I think there's awkward, no matter, I mean, we're both in long term relationships mm-hmm. and I feel like even after this many years there's still awkward things that can pop up the conception of having sex be this like thing that you enter that's so hot and spicy and perfect every time is so wrong is no. so wrong sometimes like one of you like ate something weird at lunch and then you have to stop like yeah. <laughs> sex is not this perfect image of what people perceive sex to be And definitely not what it is portrayed in romance books. I think romance books portray the best version, just like porn, you know, video porn plays it the best version for men. Men, usually. Yes. Romance books tend to give you the best moment. I do believe that in romance it is more female focused, which is why I love reading smut is because I feel like I have never read a romance book where the girl doesn't come (laughs) and I've never read a romance book where she is not the first to come before they even have sex and I feel like that is an important thing to learn from romance books because these are not unrealistic expectations for a partner especially when women can go a couple of times not every woman can and that's okay but if you can and you want to have multiple orgasms (laughs) (laughs) tell your partner that do it go for it try it Um, it might it might be it's like training right you're not gonna exactly you're not gonna have six orgasms your first time don't expect to you might be able to work yourself up to that maybe yeah Maybe. And maybe not. And maybe you just want to have one. This is what I mean. Sex is so customizable. <laughs> like Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> Change out the parts. Try different holes. <laughs> I like that though. <laughs> I can't. Oh. The next question has to refer to blood. Like how much should you expect to bleed? This isn't vampire diaries, you know? They're not going to be able to feed from you, but there might be some blood. (laughs) 
And I mean, some guys are into that, so who knows? Maybe. <laughs> and maybe if you start bleeding and he wants to eat it, then you're a vampire, and now you're have internal. Amazing! Life. Like, you're gonna live forever. You're gonna have so much sex. You're gonna read so much books. Wait, did you watch True Blood, the Sookie Stackhouse I, series? No. Okay, so one of the characters. This isn't a spoiler alert, but one of the characters gets turned into a vampire, and she's this ultra religious. She's 18 or 19 years old when she gets turned. Then she has sex for the first time as a vampire but since she had her hymen intact when she turned into a vampire now every time she has sex it breaks in the show and movie every time she has sex it's bleeding and then she reheals because she's a vampire and i hated it oh my god that just made me so angry right (laughs) what and they make it and they make it seem like it it hurts so bad every single time and i'm like that is that's Not a nice true. way to like punish women. Yeah, right. It's just some subtle misogyny in vampire TV show. Well, that's horrible. So the most important thing that you should understand about your hymen is that it's not like a cup covered with cling film. Your hymen is around your vagina, not covering it. It's not something that you have to like break through. Break. And I feel like that's such a misconception of like what tears. It it's just like tearing cutting a little it's like getting a paper cut. You know what it is? I when you have really chapped lips and then you yawn and you get that pain and occasionally like some bleeding because like you're lip ripped that is like what your hymen breaking is like that's actually an amazing way to put it isn't that really good i was trying to think about what on your body opens like that but yeah your mouth and in the corners when it rips yeah and that's what it is but down there it's also okay if you don't bleed or if you bleed i don't think there's a right way to lose your virginity i did not bleed i did not bleed either i did not bleed at all i also think that if you're with a guy who is expecting you to bleed and you don't don't feel weird you if you did not have sex beforehand uh you are still a virgin uh and if you had sex you are no longer a virgin so if there is an expectation of blood and there isn't any don't feel like you don't have your virginity i don't know where i lost mine but i'm pretty sure i was a very active kid i rode a lot of bikes i crashed on those bikes quite a few times i rode horses there's a whole bunch of different ways of like the movement can cause like if you do splits a lot if you do gymnastics if you do figure skating if you do ballet like there's a chance your hymen just accidentally tears and the thing is your hymen if it tears young could still heal up and you might still have to go through that experience again because of how young you were like i know some like girls who do gymnastics really early on that thing tears at like seven and they're bleeding and they're freaking out but like it's just your body it's just part of being a woman unfortunately we get the messy end of the stick all these different Mm -hmm. ideas placed on virginity that i feel like are mostly towards women and it doesn't have to be that big of a deal no it really doesn't i think that we should remove the male gaze from virginity because at the end of the day women are so badass and women carry the hardest load in sex we have to have someone come inside of us i did not mean that in the orgasm kind of sense i meant that as like the entering kind of sense and that's a big vulnerability that's a imagine telling a guy you're gonna put a fist inside his mouth for an hour like how is he gonna react he's not gonna be like cool chill yeah whatever (laughs) 
so true. <laughs> Which kind of leads us on to the next one about like fun versus connection. Is there a difference in sex? Yes, there is a difference between having fun with someone and having a connection. You can have sex without connection that can still be fun. Yep. And you can have connectional sex that is fun. I agree. Sex can be physical and it can be emotional. And it is totally up to you as the user of sex to choose however you want to have it. You don't always have to have an emotional connection. Sometimes you might just want to have fun with somebody who you trust and that's on you. And even if you are in a loving relationship, you can have sex without connection and it could just be fun. It could just be spontaneous, wild, rough, whatever. Or you can have those more meaningful times where you're connecting on a different level. And it's not just about the release of sex. Yes, yes. The bonding or bondage. Yeah. The fact that we are getting through this sober, guys. I wish we could have taken like four shots for this. Is it awkward being naked in front of people? Fuck yes. yes. It's so awkward. Especially awkward. the first time. Or multiple times. I feel like it That's took true. me like six months to get comfortable being completely naked in front of someone. And that was because one, I didn't have the self-confidence to look myself in the mirror. So I just was hyper analyzing. Oh my God, what are they thinking of my body? Because I wasn't confident in my body yet, which is okay. Yeah, I'm working totally. on it. Any person who would ridicule you for any physical features, do not have sex with them. Do not have sex with them. Nope. Big no. If someone says anything about the way you're shaped, tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Literally. How you feel or how you look or if they start comparing you to someone else, no. no. No, no, Get out of that. If you are having sex with somebody for the first time or for any time, really, and they're not super pumped to be there, if they're not looking at your naked body and thinking like, fuck, yes, we are about to have fun, get out. Get out of that situation. Not only is it awkward being naked in front of people, it is really awkward to talk about sex too and so that is why we are stressing how important it is for you to be able to do like the bare minimum of saying vagina of saying sex of saying no of saying i need condoms of saying these sexual things because even on our podcast we're both in this episode struggling a little bit to overcome the awkwardness of talking about this because it is awkward it's stigmatized and it's scary and it's vulnerable and women talking about sex we must be sluts right yeah exactly it's not that every single woman who has had a child has had sex let's just think about that so why is it so stigmatized for women to talk about sex it really shouldn't be That is why we are here pushing through this for you, for Mm -hmm. us too. Men talk about sex all the time. It's expected of them to talk about everything so sexually. And for women, it's like we read smut and we're fucking whores that need to be burned alive. It's insane. (laughs) Burn me alive. Light me on Mm, fire. Light me on fire. (laughs) To our dear friend listening. (laughs) What do you do after sex? Let's walk through that question as what we did after sex and what we would have liked to do after sex. After I had sex the first time, I had sex two more times. (laughs) And then I smoked a cigarette underage. Don't do it. And that was, and then we cuddled and went to sleep. We listened to the Arctic Monkeys. That was my sex music. That was what I lost my virginity to. But what I would have preferred to do after that first time is to like take a hot shower. I did pee after sex, but that's because I had to. And everyone should. It's very important. Don't get a UTI. But I wish I took a hot shower and kind of like drank some water and like sat with my partner at the time and been like, hey, how was like, how are you feeling? Like it would have been cool to like ask them how they're feeling because I was kind of alone in the fact that I lost my virginity. So I think that's why I had sex two more times to be like, ah, we're connecting, right? 
because you didn't know what to do as a connecting. And I didn't know yeah. how to feel. Exactly. I wish I like sat down and been like, so that was not really what I thought it would be, but I feel cool right now with you and I would do it again. And then you did do it again. Yeah, yeah. But Next after second. the conversation. What about you? My first time was really weird because we were trying to be quiet mm. and I was at my house and my mm. whole family was home and it was at night and so I got up and went to the bathroom afterwards not because mm-hmm. I knew you had to pee afterwards but because I needed some space of being like what the fuck just not what the fuck just happened in a bad way but like oh okay this is a pivotal moment for me and I kind of just want to be alone but yeah I would have liked to taken a shower maybe had a conversation that wasn't in whispers you know like yeah exactly it wasn't the time but it was the time because we had been planning it it wasn't like oh we're just gonna do this tonight it had been like oh on this day I had this weird thing I was like on this day I can lose my virginity no but that's not that weird because I feel like a lot of people have this like planned special day or this like bullet point list of when is the right time to lose it yeah. and I feel like that's normal because it's a way to like protect ourselves and kind of control the situation if that doesn't happen to you that's okay and it's also okay to have a plan because again someone is entering you you should do whatever makes you feel comfortable for that situation exactly I've had friends who've had no plans I've had friends who just were like woke up that day and they decided or they were out and they decided and yep I think everybody has a different connection with their first time but yeah. it doesn't dictate your entire time having sex it's just one small but it can be shaped like if you have a bad time then you're less likely to want to do it again so yeah just be sure to take the precautions to have a time that's not a 10 out of 10 but is a 10 out of 10 mentally and emotionally so yeah. that you feel safe, so that you feel comfortable, so that your expectations are fairly low, but you're okay with it. Also, don't expect to come on the first time. Don't expect to come for a little while. And that is why we're stressing the importance of knowing how to make yourself feel good. Because especially if you're two virgins or two very un- inexperienced people, there's a good chance that like you are going to take some time figuring out how to get each other going the right way. Exactly. And so going into pleasure a little bit more, don't think a guy is going to tell you what you like or what you should like or my ex liked this. No, 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 no. Everybody is different. Depending on the time, day, month, you could like things differently depending on your mood. I think that's a great point. Because sometimes you want this soft, nice, and then sometimes you might not want soft and nice. But and that's okay. Communicate. Communication, I would say, is the most important thing. When having sex, when losing your virginity, when it comes to being just in an intimate setting with a stranger or person you trust, talking as uncomfortable as it is, is super important. Don't be afraid to like ask for what you want. And it's totally cool to be like, hey, I read this or I saw this and I want to try it. Mm-hmm. I know that takes like a lot of guts to do, especially when you're just learning how to have sex, even if you've been having sex for a long time. I feel like being able to say, hey, I saw something in the book and would like to try it with you. There is never going to be a situation where your partner is going to say, ew, no. They might say like, I don't know if that's for me, but let's give it a go. But I don't, I've never been turned down in my exploration of my sense of sexual self. Me neither. I think it's taken me a while to ask for things that I want Mm -hmm. to try, but I think it's also building that confidence and just 
familiarity with your body with your partner until you're getting comfortable with any of that I'm definitely speaking from a place of being confident now and not being confident before and I've definitely had a lot of experiences where I was not getting what I wanted out of it but thought I was I feel like that's the amazing thing about why I love reading romance so much is that it's kind of taught me to focus on myself more and not feel weird about wanting an experience that's more me focused like we think that the guy needs the most out of it he needs to finish like that's the end goal but it's not like and most of the time they like it when you're having a shit ton of fun they get this one you know firework and you get to hang out there for as long as you like and get as much out of it as you want and so that's like what romance teaches you is that you can have a lot of fun for a long time if you communicate to your partner what you want and that you want to try something new it also gives me an avenue to talk to my partner about things that I want because I'll say oh you know I read this in a romance book I really liked it let's explore it whereas before I didn't really oh I read this in a magazine I don't know or I found this on an online article but when you have a story of two people that you kind of idolize going through a relationship together you can kind of find pieces of that that you can try to integrate into your life or find out what you like about that relationship so that you can try to not mimic it but try new things like and maybe you try it and you decide never mind (laughs) Uh, no but I think you put that so beautifully because I feel like it's really weird to pull out a video of something (laughs) and show your partner and be like let's try this you know that's like that's like you have to be really brave and courageous and confident in yourself to do that but to like send like a picture of a page from a book Mm -hmm. And be like, look what I saw. No man or woman will get a text from their partner that they enjoy having experiences and sex with and get a text with a page of some fun smut and be like, no. Like, you are definitely getting a lot of hot emojis back and there's a good chance you're trying it. (laughs) It's the new sexing. (laughs) It is the new sexing, but it it really takes away from having to say, hey, I want to try an upside down, like, whatever. No, you could just, like, show them something and I don't know. I feel like it takes a lot of that initial fear away. Also, it kind of helps you discover kinks and try to figure out why you like those things. Because I think you can find out, okay, I like being choked. But maybe there's something behind why you like that. You're losing control. Like, you know? (laughs) But it's true because I feel like romance, when we get into the kinkier sides of romance, there are explanations as to why characters like certain things. Like, you don't just enter BDSM without some trauma or, <laughs> behind you. Yeah, or it's all about control and if you like to be in control or if you're in a very high powered place where you have to control a lot of people, a lot of people like BDSM because it's like the sense of losing control. Yeah. And so I think romance has helped me figure out how to articulate not only what I want, but why I want it. I think that you've put that so beautifully. Also, but for your first time, like do not get tied no. up. I just keep it no. Simple. simple. Your first couple of times, keep it simple. Don't go too nuts with trying different positions. Basics. Yes. Basics. Basics. You know, missionary. There's what? nothing wrong with missionary. No. What positions would you suggest for your first time? I would definitely say missionary. Missionary. Yeah. And if you're very confident. I feel like on top, girl, on top. But But, you have to be very confident. Yeah, and you kind of have to know what you're doing. Because a lot of the times in my first couple of times when I was on top, I was like, I'm going to break this. (laughs) Like, that thing bent 
so many times. I was like, that's it. I gotta get off. Okay, so I thought for on top, you know how when a man enters you, they're entering back and forth. So I thought like, oh, the dick has to come in and out on top, right? But you can like do it multiple different, like you don't have to. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. You don't have to to elevator it. You don't have to do squats on the dick. Yeah, you don't have to do squats. I did not get on top of a guy for a while. For a while? I feel like I got on top pretty quickly. I was like, all right, let's, we're here. Look at you. But I do not like doing work. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, I feel like the two positions that I did the most when I first started off was missionary and doggy. And I was kind of like. Yeah, same. The doggy was whatever, but I felt like there was there was like no connection. Connection? There. Yeah, and I agree with that. I never had a very good time until I started getting on top because then I could figure hmm. out what I like. So the first time that was like a good time having sex was me on top. And then I was like, okay. Because oh. I think I, I like think having... I have ever had a lot of fun... On top? With me on top. Yeah. I think mine is like control because now I'm in control of the situation. Now I'm I like, like that, all though. behind the psycho analyst of... <laughs> Romance has done too much to our brains. (laughs) Finally, the last question is, should I masturbate before your first time? And yes, you should. I think you should try it with your hands if you have access. A shower? Yeah. We should try the shower thing. I cannot find it. (laughs) Oh my God. I was spent so much time looking for it and I cannot find it. But we will. We will put together an episode for you guys of sex toys. Something very interesting. (laughs) AKA shower heads. As we've mentioned previously in the episode, you should definitely explore self-love and do not be weirded out with some self-love situations when you are with your partner. Some mutual self-love is fun for everybody. I love in books when the guys like touch yourself, I'm going to watch you. And then he he learns how and then he mimics it. Going back in time, I wish I had done that the first time instead of just kind of waiting for them to figure it out. I wish I was just like, this is what I like. So half the people that I know who lost their virginity had oral before they had sex. I did. That was your first intro. Yep. And for me, I felt like having someone eat me out was a lot more personal than having Mm. something inside me. A lot of people feel that way though. Yes. Which is just so interesting how your mind works because some people are like, yeah, you can eat me out, but don't put it inside me. And I was like, you can put it inside me, but don't eat me out. Oral in general is very intimate. It is. It's like a very selfless act and also just like very bodily fluid involved. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for your questions. We always like to ask questions sometimes before we're filming just to get an idea of what you guys like so make sure to check out our Instagram stories for all the future questions but now I kind of want to pivot into mostly virginity in books books that overplayed the virginity trope we both are in the minority because we really dislike the virginity trope in a lot of books Yes. It's very male gazy. Virginity in books, female virginity in books, always comes with this conquering mentality where the woman is losing something instead of gaining something. In my mind, if you lose your virginity, you are gaining a partner with whom you can have future intimate connections with rather than losing a part of yourself to somebody, which is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous concept. You're not losing anything to anybody. Nothing 
out of your body is leaving you. The books that kind of overplayed it for me, and I know a lot of people are going to get mad about this one, but Sinner by Sierra Simone. We both listened to that audiobook together. And I feel like that is another reason why we maybe hyper fixated on the virginity being such a big part of it. Because when you hear it read and you're hearing about him thinking about her virginity, so much how young she is he's gonna corrupt her and don't get me wrong i still rated that book four and a half stars because out of that book is phenomenal however i did not like how much emphasis he focused on her virginity like she's trying to be a fucking nun so (laughs) you should think about corrupting her in the nun sense not her virginity sense i don't know yeah i definitely think he was obsessed with her virginity more than the tabooness of her being a nun yes you know what i mean which to me feels like a different level of corruption like here is her life mission and he wants to taint it which is like kind of hot but he was just really obsessed with tainting her physical self but that's why I found the book hot was because she's doing something super forbidden and I did like the way he approached her virginity with each other for example he threw in toys in the beginning before they even fucked Mm -hmm. and I like that because he really wants her to own her sexuality alone before they came together and I thought that was really really nice Because a lot of men don't do that. There was a part in that book that I didn't enjoy. And this is going back to our earlier conversation of don't expect a guy to know. The thing about Sean Bell is the exception because he is a book boyfriend. He is written by a woman. And so he approached Zenny's first time from the way that a woman would want her first time approached. And not a lot of people are equipped with knowing what that is. And so his prep of her first time was very good and very informative and really safe and really comfortable. But do not expect other people who tell you what you should like because they're likely not written by a woman and they're probably just pulling things out of their ass exactly and not in a good way since i don't read a lot of books that have the virginity trope in them what are what are some other ones that you didn't like fix her up by tessa bailey has it it's a brother's best friend where he teaches her how to have sex and again a lot of the times i i really don't love that i really don't love giving that much power to somebody I feel like you should have a basic understanding of what you might like before someone is teaching you what you should like because then that creates a very weird dynamic and how you're gonna go into experiences going forward so Travis in that book teaches her how to get off but he does so with him being fully involved it's not something that she is doing on her own and another book where the guy is the virgin uh, is Always Only You by Chloe Lies. That one was really nice, but what I didn't love about it was the expectation of after their first time, the lead character was like, you were amazing. And I mean, I've never taken someone's virginity, but I'm pretty sure that first time wasn't amazing, especially if you've never had sex. So have you had any experiences with that? I took a guy's virginity once. power I held. It was amazing. I'm jealous of you. <laughs> uh, but you had your first time both of you guys were virgins. Correct. Yes, we were both virgins. So I did take a virgin's virginity, but I don't feel like that same achievement. <laughs> I know. I think there's something about like a woman taking a man's virginity. Ah, oh, so hot. No. <laughs> I don't recommend at all. Was it awkward? So awkward. Like, oh, like, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was very bad. 
Is it because you already have an expectation of what you want and the guy just has no idea? And it was just yeah. the, the place was awkward and just the whole thing. And then I was like, I'll only date older guys because I'd never want to be in that situation ever again. I love that. I've actually only ever dated older guys. That's not true. My first long-term relationship was with someone who was six months younger than me, which is very strange because I've always gone for older people. Actually, I've never dated someone younger. That guy was older than me, so. You were like, I need older than this. I need I need a birthday girl old. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I need your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I need your dad. <laughs> no, but I don't recommend. I think the, the guys' virginities in books are so interesting because, I mean, I've only read The Air by Sophie Lark, who he's a virgin and I don't know I it's not for me I like when they're experienced I like it when they're experienced from the female gaze in real life it's cool and it's helpful but again I am a huge advocate for women just being able to speak up for themselves and knowing just a little bit of what they want in their first time or any time I feel like doing this on a cup of coffee it's really important because this is just how awkward it is when you're doing it the first time you should be able to get through it if we can you can too you yes. should not feel like you should get sloshed your first time when you have sex just yeah. to get through it even though we would prefer to be sloshed right now <laughs> yes exactly and i wish i started talking about sex sooner with my friends when you're only getting feedback from the guy or looking things up online you're not getting a whole wide variety of experiences but when you talk to your friends you shouldn't feel weird like we all have sex we all have our periods ask your friends not like what they're doing but I mean you can if you want I you're making such a great point because I wish all the stories I had from other people that were having sex around the time that I was having sex were like bad stories yeah and people like making other people feel bad about the way they lost their first time yep. like I have two stories in mind that for some reason just always made me inadvertently feel bad for the girls which is so unfair but it's only because of the way that people spoke about them that I was like oh she she lost it that way that's really sad but like no it isn't what no. the fuck there's no such thing as a, a bad experience if you had a consensual wanting experience your first time and so I wish everyone talked about having sex and talked about the awkward parts of it I know it's really hard to do when you're a teenager <laughs> we could barely do it as adults right now but just breaking that stigma of being able to say like hey I had sex and this is what we did and I didn't really like it uh how was your time and then that would have been really helpful right or hearing good stories or overinflated. if you talk to people who you love and trust and you know aren't gonna be like yeah I've had sex and it's only been good and they make you feel bad no yeah or I remember playing never have I ever you know that game where you have like 10 fingers and you're like drinking yeah at a bachelorette party and then women were saying stuff that they didn't like so then they could make fun of the people who put their fingers down and it was That's just such so a mean. bad experience because we were all doing it I was like having fun and then they said something and I was like oh yeah and then they're like ew <gasps> no and then the entire night I like walked away I was like I'm not gonna play this the purpose of that game was to like to share to have fun it's 
whatever, whatever sexual things that you're into, it's fine. And if other people are making you feel bad about him, it's more on them. They probably just want to try it and feel really awkward about the fact that you're able to admit that you have. I think there's a lot of shame around sharing your virginity stories about talking about when you lost your virginity, depending on what time. I feel like everybody wants to know. I'm nosy as fuck. I want to know about everybody's first time. Anytime someone asks me like, oh, do you want to know? Yes. Spill the tea. I want to know. Let's let's spill it. So I lost my virginity to someone I was in a long-term relationship with. We had the privilege of being able to be in an apartment that was just us there. We had like a lot of privacy. I feel like when you're not hiding during your virginity, it was kind of nice. So the first time I was penetrated was... <laughs> on a couch before it happened he did perform some oral on me which was nothing like it was was like i do not recommend (laughs) but like i thought it was really nice i wish we had a conversation of being like this is what i'm going to do and this is how long i'm gonna do it for because that would have been nice because i was not expecting him to be doing that to me so kudos to him and he was we did use condoms he was inside of me it lasted a minute or two he you know came and then what was really awkward which i have not mentioned to anyone but my vagina (laughs) decided to make a lot of noise Mm-hmm. And he did not make me feel weird about it at all. Because, you know, things are being put in there. Air goes in. Air comes out. Things happen. <laughs> it was a little noisier than I expected it to be. Also, when you know know what that is, like, because you've never heard the noise before, you're like, am I farting? Am I? What if, yes. What is going on? And then it's not smelly or anything, but the noise Nothing, is. Nothing. No. The noise is just a little funny. It's a little weird. But the thing is, it's so normal in certain positions. Like, it still happens to this day. Like, if a little too much air gets in, yep. what are you going to do? It's like it's like a plunger. At the end of the day, it might make a little noise sometimes. But he was really cool about it. And no one said anything. I felt a little embarrassed. But it was fine because then we went on to have sex two more times. We had sex. And then I don't know what we did. We probably, like, watched TV for a little bit. And then we moved over to the bedroom where we did it again. And... <laughs> For the third time, we were there for a little longer than we wanted to be. I was like, oh, screw it. So, like, I just decided to give him head instead. Amazing. <laughs> because it was, like, taking well. too long. I wasn't having fun anymore. But I was like, I'll do this. In hindsight, I don't regret it. It wasn't weird. In hindsight, I wish I was just like, hey, I'm kind of done. I wasn't forced into that position and we could have stopped whenever. I thought we should just keep going and finish. Having grown up as an adult, I wish I just said like, hey, I kind of am done. Could we like not do this anymore? I know that I was doing it with the mentality that men need to finish, yep. which is wrong. Yes. Especially after the first time we've, this is on our third go in an hour. Like we were good. We No one needed to keep going. You're like- like you already you already finished you're done you're done. <laughs> but yeah, overall, it was really nice. I don't regret it. I think it's it was a positive experience. I'm happy it happened that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. sounds like it was fun. And you had a cigarette on the balcony, so it can't be too... Yeah, exactly. I, I felt so grown up after. So I think what we didn't cover was, do people know when you're not a virgin anymore? And the thing is, they do not. No one can tell. That's something you're concerned about. I mean, you can tell people you're not or you are. It really doesn't matter. I don't know the etiquette if you are a virgin. If I don't think you have to tell anybody anything i if agree you don't want to tell them you're a virgin and you just want to go in and lose your virginity you don't have to tell them but, but 
You should also feel want free to, to communicate with them. Don't not tell them out of fear that they'll feel weird towards you. No one should yeah. be feeling towards you if they're being intimate with you ever. So now that you know mine, tell me yours. <laughs> okay, so this was really interesting. I actually was having this conversation with my husband the other day. Some people might relate. I count my time I lost my virginity as the first time I slept with a guy Mm -hmm. but I had slept with women before but I didn't count Mm. that as losing my virginity because I wasn't penetrated interesting I still to this day still count my virginity as when I lost it to a guy for the first time and I think that's Mm -hmm. still my own I don't want to say misconceptions but just it's the patriarchy we're taught to yeah that's just what I was learned and so for the longest time that is what I thought and then only recently I was like oh, maybe that is a little skewed. But the first time that I had sex with a guy, I had planned it. I was like, okay, I want to have sex on a Tuesday. I don't know what it was. I had this weird thing with Tuesdays. And I was like, I'm going to have sex on a Tuesday. We didn't really have a place to go, but I had been sneaking out. I lost my virginity in high school and I was sneaking out of the house a lot. And I was having this guy come over to my house and we would just like fool around, but we never slept together. And so after like two months of doing this, he came over one night. It was a Tuesday and I was like, let's just do it. He had a condom. It lasted like two minutes. We were quiet. It was like a dead fish it was a dead fish situation I didn't know what to do and then it was over and I went to the bathroom had my little moment and then came back and we like laid there for a minute and then we kissed and then I was like okay can you leave and so he jumped out my window and like left maybe it was like midnight midnight on a school night did you have any existential feelings like I feel like a lot of people think that after you lose your virginity you get this wave of like I am a woman now Uh, Did you feel that? For me, it was I had developed early. So I was already being sexualized a lot by men that I didn't want to be. And I felt like I wanted to lose my virginity so I could take back some of that sexuality Mm -hmm. that people were taking from me. So when I had it, I was like, okay, now I'm a woman. And so when people are sexualizing me, I am a sexual being now. So it's okay. Mm. So for me, it was like more about, not that I regret it at all. I hold empathy for the person I was at that time, but I wouldn't say it was the best way to enter into having sex because it took me a long time to change change those mindsets but now that I've been with my partner for like 10 years and we've gotten comfortable it's helped me work out a lot of the stigma and trauma I held around sex so it would be a great if someone had a podcast like this that I could listen to when I was you know going through all this stuff (laughs) when I lost my virginity no one was talking about sex at all it was just this such a taboo thing which is so unfortunate because it's so part of life And even in our previous episode about the small town romances and just like our sex education, I think the sex education really plays part of how you have sex and how you view sex. And if you view sex as only for men, it's probably because that is how you've been conditioned and that's what you've been around, what the media is talking about, whatever, or what your parents talk about. I don't know. My parents didn't talk to me about it. Yeah, no, I was just told. I would be disowned if I get pregnant. That was my sex education at home. Same. Which is like a great way to go into having sex with like, fear and panic <laughs> and a lot of anxiety over something that like not every time you can control. I think if I was to go back to my younger self, I would have said maybe wait a little bit, but I think I am who I am because of the experiences that I've had. So I would never change it and I don't regret it. I think it's good though. I feel like being able to say that you learned from that experience 
sense and even being able to realize which parts of it were navigated by a mindset that was kind of shaped for you yeah it's like a really big deal as a teenager I was just doing things because other people were doing them yep. and I did not have a sense of self at all to be able to decide what I wanted when I wanted it and it's so <laughs> like, interesting that we are these young people trying to figure out our way in the world and we are taking other people's experiences and trying to kind of mimic them because we either see we want to be more mature or we want to be fit in with the group and it's so weird how virginity is kind of brought up with us everybody's talking about it but everybody is feeling some sort of shame around it which is very unfortunate. I hope this episode has helped whoever is listening, whether you have not had your first time yet, whether you had it and regret it, whether you had it and love it. I hope you feel just a little bit more confident in the fact that you are a badass bitch having sex and living your life and making decisions for yourself that influence how good you feel. And it is gonna change so much over the course of your life and one time does not dictate how the rest of your life is gonna shape up to be. Correct. And if you're just listening because you're nosy, me too. I want to know everybody. (laughs) So if you want to share your virginity story with us, you can send us a message. I will read it. We would love to read it. (laughs) Every time you do that, every time you tell your friends or a stranger or whoever you tell, you are contributing to breaking the stigma around virginity and you're amazing. So thank you, listener. And thank you, Kels, for sharing with me. You too, girl. If you're a nosy bitch like us, be sure to rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We appreciate every review and every rating that we get. It helps support the podcast and it helps us bring episodes like this to you. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week.